Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. Welcome everyone to the Week in Italian Startup, where Nicola and I, we dissect the latest news happening in the Italian ecosystem. So what's up, Nick? Ciao, Jack. It was great. How are you? Very good, very good. Thank you. So very interesting week, for, at least for me, because there is a lot of corporate VC coming up. And uh, you know that I get excited and I, I like the, the way people kind of building it. And, I thought, uh, I thought of you as I, was, as I was writing this letter, I was thinking that, man, Jack is going to have so much fun this week. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm going to try to avoid uh, getting too deep but uh, and keeping everything you know on pace, but uh, it's going to be hard because uh, it's very, very interesting. All right. So with that said, let's get going. Starting from the biggest round, I would say, uh, let's start with Bridge, a logistics startup raising 1.5 million euros from Azimut, Jellyfy and Exorcid. So uh, that was pretty much the biggest round of last week, uh, I would say. Uh, it's, uh, it's very um, specific and very technical because what they're doing is basically Bridge is trying to make logistics like effortless and as smooth as possible by using digital tools. And uh, I thought it was, uh, it was particularly interesting because, uh, again, this is a market that uh, definitely needs some uh, disruption and uh, they're there to try to do something significant. So awesome. Yeah, but this is an interesting play in the sense that uh, this is something, a problem that is known to the market. So there are a few startups that are addressing this, this problem of uh, filling up the capacity uh, of trucks as mm -hmm. they travel on the roads. Uh, so there are so many different layers of uh, importance on this. So, I mean, cost, uh, environmental impact. Uh, so there are, you see, uh, quick, efficient and green. So there are different levels that you can see in this in this round yeah plus uh, uh, some new acronyms for uh, us which uh, who are not at all like uh, uh, you know well versed into the logistics services and now we've learned something new which is LTL which is less than truckload and FTL which is not faster than light sorry for my nerd joke but that's a <laughs> full truckload so that's uh, that's pretty cool because uh, again this is an optimization problem as you were mentioning and uh, yeah basically the, these guys are trying to find a way to actually optimize for not only for route but actually for loads so that's uh, that's very interesting for sure mm -mm -mm. and regarding the rounds uh, we have a lot of usual suspects investing in the in the startup so yep. we've got uh, Azimut and Jellyfy as you know they invest uh together with the specific fund the digitech fund and then exorcides again on the radar yeah i mean um i think they liked it particularly it's automotive it's digital perfect for them in a way it, it tasted familiar probably in a way yeah remember, remember they have an entire brand of trucks uh in the in the family so there you go yeah makes sense makes perfect sense uh, what I also, I also really like is the fact that uh, um, uh, a few, like one founder in particular has a, a big background with the Flixbus and Lido in terms of logistics. So that tells me that uh, it's a very, very good signal for actually the, at least the, the proper building of the product and service. So it's probably someone that has seen that in, in a million ways. So that's, uh, 
that's super interesting also. Yeah, the funny thing is that Flixbus moves people around, mm-hmm. uh, not trucks. So that's yeah. that's interesting. Whether they have some you know knowledge of algorithms or, or some kind of uh, optimization approach that works with people and mm-hmm. can be applied to well uh, goods. Absolutely true. That would be Absolutely. I don't see any. Yeah, I see a perfect overlap. So that's uh, that's gonna work for sure. Mm. And the startup is it's very young. It was funded in yeah. 2021. Yeah. One year ago. Yeah, exactly. One year and a half. Fantastic. So good, definitely good job. Definitely good job. Uh, happy. I mean, looking forward to see what's going to happen. Actually, that's uh, that's super interesting. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, one of the second biggest round from last week is 1 million euro raised uh, by Switcher, tariff comparison startup from CDP, uh, Azimut and other investors. Also, this is a company which uh, I, I, I like a lot because it really touches some uh, very exposed nerves and pains that people have like all the time, which is, you know, gas bills and the telephone bills and how there is non-transparency in the industry. I mean, it's getting better in the past uh, four to five years. So that's awesome. And a lot of successful startups have been built to actually fix this problem. Uh, Switch in particular, they they give you essentially uh, not only um, the current status of your expenses and subscriptions, but also suggestions when it comes to saving. And apparently everything works really well in a nice uh, UX flow that where actually you can uh, you know be extremely aware and eventually like uh, switch uh, from from operator to operator. So I I enjoy that. I think it's a good, I think it's a good idea. I don't know how easy actually and quick that can be, but um, I can see the problem and I can see how somebody will will, will solve that. So that's uh, not bad. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Uh, and uh, I was looking at a few of the uh, numbers that you can find in the article. Uh, so let me read it out. Switcho is basically three years old. They have 250,000 um, users registered on the platform. And they received... Uh, 30 million, the equivalent of 30 million euros of um, savings proposal and 30,000 switch. One in eight. Yeah. One user in eight has switched uh, one of its um, and, uh, any whatever utilities uh, subscriptions through Switcher. Not that's crazy. One in eight. That's, uh, that's a huge traction. It's a huge traction and uh, definitely that's... Uh... There is something good for sure. Yeah, and I believe there is some returning effect uh, as you as you remain a user of Switcher. Uh, this year you you, you subscribe to a certain provider, and the next year there is a better tariff, yeah. and you move move on. Then that's there's probably some kind of cumulative effect here. No, totally. It's a long play. It's a long play because I don't believe that you are going to change the tariff every other month. But still, the thing is is. Um... I feel it's kind of recurring, not recurring in a short-term sense, because uh, you know, at least once a year, the both of us, we always have like a thought uh, crossing our mind, being like, "What if I switch to another phone operator?" You know, at least once yeah. a year, I would say, and everybody's in the same situation. And if there is a way with like literally four clicks, I can do it and forget about it and 
they tell me that they save money, man, I don't see the barrier there because it's just such a painful process. Uh, utilities yeah, that's, are painful. That, that, that's a good point. So making making switching as easy as you know going downstairs and purchasing a, a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, it will have an effect. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I agree with you. And it's a uh, market fluidity, really. And this is like definitely toward uh, fluid, uh, you know. Why? I mean, sometimes we, do, we don't switch operator because it's too much of a pain and uh, we just skip it. We'd rather pay more sometimes. So it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it, they, they're touched. There is something there. There is something there. There is something there. It's a real commoditization of the utility operator. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense. Awesome. Definitely some, somebody to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's get into the corporate VC stuff. Then very interesting week. Well, one of the most active, I would say, in terms of uh, corporate VC. Uh, two big announcements and uh, let's take them as a, as a, as a couple. Uh, so Angelini launched Angelini Ventures. Uh, it's VC arm with about 300 million euro under management and focus on digital tech. And secondly, Brembo, uh, the breaking company, announced Brembo Ventures. Again, a VC arm focused on mobility and the automotive sector. So very interesting pattern. Uh, every, you know, the more we move forward, the more it kind of solidifies. We see this big corporation kind of uh, uh, trying to aggregate talent to actually launch their venture capital arms. Uh, if it's uh, like a, an R&D play or a purely financial play, that's still like uh, we'll see in the future. Uh, but talking about Brembo, I thought it was very interesting because it's very broad scope approach. So first of all, the person that is managing uh, Brembo Ventures is the chief business development officer. So that tells me that they don't really have yet like a general partner sort of uh, uh, figure. They're probably working toward it, towards it. But uh, what they're doing is really looking into the strategy in a very wide variety of uh, way, which is, you know, they want to support the technical evolution of the industry. They want to invest in other venture capital funds and uh, partnering with uh, technological incubators. So it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, entry point, I would say. That tells me that it's not like a classical strategy where they come up with uh, like a VC vehicle, which is independently from the big company. No, it's really ingrained into the business itself. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, they're gonna basically work uh, in the mobility and automotive space and well, no brainer. And with a focus, of course, in the future of braking system. So we'll see exactly what they're gonna bring out. So awesome job for the company, uh, definitely. Uh, something worth uh, worth talking about and worth looking at. And uh, with that said, let's talk about the investment that they made, which is um, acquisition of 6.8% of Photon Path, basically creating a solution for digitalization of braking system. Photon Path is a spin-off from the PolyMe, I would say. Mm-hmm. They basically develop. They are a hardware startup, and they they are developing um, a system for using uh, f- um, discrete fiber optics instead instead of you know um, so discrete circuits instead of uh, fiber optics uh, in the telecommunication environment. Whereas you uh, 
The starting point was probably related to the telco boxes that they, they, they are you know, down the road when there, there are junctions and when you have um, continuations in, in, in communication lines, so down the road. Uh, well, there is a lot of fiber going around there that's very delicate, it breaks easily. Uh, so they have some, there are some issues with, with these uh, items. And they created a um, discrete uh, version of it. So instead of having a cable of fiber optics, they have a buffer uh, mm-hmm. with the same functionality. Very what, interesting. They, they have some, you know, that's not my bread and butter, as you may understand, but uh, some advantage in the telco, in the broader tech market. Yeah, and uh, it's the not play first here time. might, yeah, the, the play here might have to to something to to do in the automotive sector by, uh, as you know, cars are becoming uh, computing centers on wheels. Uh, so keeping the lights on and communication going in uh, in these computing centers is a, yeah, I mean, cars are becoming iPhones, uh, so even worse because <laughs> iPhone has a couple of, couple of CPUs. Cars have uh, dozens of CPUs That's independently it. going around. I mean, Teslas have uh, probably other other brands are coming there, but they're becoming quite complex in terms of That's a good point. So, That's a good point. yeah. All right, That's cool. Uh, and the photonic part uh, really seems to you know it's a pattern because that's not their first investment; it's their second investment of Brembo officially as Brembo Venture it's the basically the first one officially but uh, they've been trying to look into the field in uh, in, in, in like since 2014 at least so that's uh, mm. really cool what's and, not clear from the article is something that you mentioned it's whether they are uh, investing and will keep the the companies out of their balance sheet yeah so there is a unit managing investments or there is an actual uh, holding company that will keep and manage the... That's the, a good point. I'm, I'm totally curious that's, about that. And that's a great point in terms of governance because it changes pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's one of the heaviest decisions to take uh, when, uh, when structuring a CVC uh, firm. So that's, uh, that's the idea. Talking about Angelini, that's uh, also uh, interesting because here we have, uh, just to do a little bit comparison, a full capital commitment, which tells me it's really like a, a proper entity uh, thought out like a fund with 300 million, which is which is huge. It's absolutely huge. But uh, what I can see is that uh, because of the nature of the firm Angelini, which is, uh, um, you know, uh, basically, uh, uh, basically they do a lot. They do a lot of product, they do a lot of... Uh, chemical components they do i mean it's uh, there is a full list so that tells me that uh, this capital commitment has a flavor of r&d ingrained into that which makes perfect sense and uh, historically actually like pharma slash chemistry chemical companies they've been like one of the first innovators using this kind of way of thinking when it comes to to r&d it just makes sense so yeah, agree. Agree with you. That's part of display. Maybe have to do with uh, outsourcing. So placing R and D investments outside of your balance sheet and uh, accelerating their approach to new, to new, to new things going on. So it's a open, open innovation slash uh, financial play. 
Totally. Totally. That's interesting. Super cool though. Super cool. And uh, they already have some p- companies in portfolio, not only from, I mean, from all across the, the world, uh, France, uh, North America, mostly, uh, definitely touching a lot of the, the, some of the major biotech innovation probably. So that's, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Moving on then, uh, let's talk about uh, um, Primo Space Investment, uh, just uh, to give a shout out to, to the team of Primo, uh, basically um, uh, investing in CHAI, UK-based startup. And uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Um, basically, the company is working on uh, the risk in commodity price movements. Uh, through, uh, I believe, what is uh, basically, of course, artificial intelligence in general. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting take, definitely. That's a super interesting take. Yeah, well, that's um, a lot of undisclosures as of mm-hmm. today on, this, on, on, the, on that round, so I can't say much. And I don't know much. As you know, we have different teams within the firm, um, but uh, Basically, it's a play in Primo Space that for, for sure has to do with, uh, you know, the, the macro environment in the space sector. So as rare uh, um, uh, earth uh, materials are important, and I believe they also use some uh, space technology uh, mm-hmm. in order to provide their, uh, their forecasts about price movements. So mm-hmm. there is some utilization and some um, uh, side effects in the in the space technology, space economy. Awesome, awesome. Right. We will know more in the coming days. I know, I know. I'm not going to push this button anymore. We're going to move on. So let's talk about uh, Neva SGR launching the Sviluppo Ecosistemi di Innovazione. Uh, this is one of the few funds of funds that we talk about. Um, this is interesting because they, they're trying to basically build an overru- overarching funds of fund, trying to finance the full ecosystem of accelerator, startup studios, and holding companies. So that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, what's, uh, what's your take on this? That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, indeed, it's something that I didn't expect um, mm-hmm. out, of, out of Intesa, but they very well, very welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's an interesting move. And from, from the article, it's focused on the Italian market. So it's mm-hmm. unlike Neva, which invests uh, according to the, uh, the strategic and financial uh, will, mm-hmm. invest in Israel and invest abroad quite a bit. Uh, this is, as you said, an ecosystem investment. So mm-hmm. it's aimed at supporting Italy and it's Opportunistic in the sense that, as you know, CDP has been investing a lot in creating accelerator, acceleration programs. So CDP has basically created a lot of interesting bits where to put capital in initial, initial startups. Um, and CDP is welcoming for investments from the ecosystem into, into the accelerators. Mm-hmm. And not all, CDP is not the only player actually launching initiatives in Italy. Um, mm. We've got... Um, uh, Founders Factory, a couple of bullet points below, that's opening up uh, in Italy as well. So um, it's a very interesting decision at a very good point in time, I believe. Hmm. Super interesting. 
Uh, and, and from the article, they are not limited to the 15 million provided by Intesa. The oh, aim okay. is uh, raising up to 15 million, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which not bad, not a bad allocation. If, if you think about the leverage effect of this money, it will have some very good, uh, very good implications on the ecosystem, yeah. I believe. No, good point. Fantastic. All right, uh, uh, some closing remarks, maybe. Let's talk about, um, uh, there's been a lot of work that's interesting. I mean, being done, especially in the, also in the pre-seed phase. Let's talk about YAG launching uh, Eden Venture, which is a pre-seed startup garden. Uh, I never heard of the term startup garden, honestly. I think it's cool. Uh, but yeah, the idea is to have like um, some of the talented angels that are part of Italian Angel for Growth, uh, basically pulling together resources and being extremely fast. So the idea is to deploy up to 100K uh, in just 30 days. So from the moment, apparently, that they're going to receive the, the deal up to, up to you know, deployment. That's, uh, that's, the, that's their, uh, their kind of unique way of proceeding. Yeah, uh, I might define it as the exorcist play. Ah, uh, yeah. Basically, they are committed to investing a hundred thousand a month for the next two years. Yeah, that's true. More or less. Uh, yeah. Let me be blunt about it. Twenty-five startup uh, over the next two years. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So build a wide portfolio in a very small amount of time, uh, yeah. betting on uh, getting in very early in interesting startups that will be able to raise more capital in the future. Nice. And where you have actually some, you know, firepower waiting for you. Uh, from all the YAG members, so interesting play. Awesome, and uh, shout out to Silvia, which uh, I was, uh, you know, working with, uh, mentoring a few startups, so awesome job. <laughs> That's good. And uh, Nick, on the final note, let's talk about your article and your recommendation of the top Italian startup to watch. So uh, let's talk about that. I thought it was very cool. Well, I mean, uh, every now and then, the, the, these are good things that happen where you can, you know, uh, uh, talk about the ecosystem. It's something that we've been doing for quite a while and been doing for quite a while in the newsletter. So, I mean, I'm uh, uh, reaping the fruits of uh, our work, uh, Jack. Apart from the recommendation, I mean, there are a lot of very interesting startups in Italy. I could have, you know, named a lot of other startups, but I just wanted to name a few that have been actually censored. Uh, so I will keep the other two that I provided for myself. Okay, cool. <laughs> but um, I, I think that in this case, this is not the first time that SIFT published this. Um, uh, this list of startups to keep an eye on by the investors. I think that in this case, uh, uh, we provided, and me and the, and the other colleagues, that they, they provided great selections. Uh, the, we, we went a bit earlier, a bit more uh, courageous in, the, in what our suggestions, because there are a lot of seed stage startups in there. Whereas in the first time in the, they, they published the article a year ago, a bit more than a year ago, they were like, you know, Later mm-hmm. stage startups, Casavo was featured mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Among, among them. Oh, wow. So that's, I believe, a good signal that there are good teams coming up. Uh, where we are so much confident that we named them in, uh, in, uh, at European level because yeah. they're doing great things. So 
Beautiful. Uh, but again, I could have named many others and they would have been absolutely the same. So uh, awesome. I picked uh, Sybil this time, this time, but uh, we, we, we've got a, a lot of talent coming up mm-hmm. and we'll see in the next couple of years, good things happening with you. Awesome. I, I really hope. All right. On the positive note, on this positive note, Nick, thank you so much for joining and I'll see you next week. Thank you, Jack. See you in a week. Ciao, everybody. Have a great week.